0: Welcome to this week's Golf Betting System podcast. It's episode 5. It's Steve Bamford here from Golf Betting System, and I'm here as always with resident guest Barry O'Hanrahan from a good talk spoiled golf podcast. How are you, Baron? I'm very good. Thank you, Steve.
1: How are you keeping?
0: I'm doing okay. Um, I'm a little bit down, it has to be said. I can't believe I did not pick Kevin Kisner last week for Colonial. And I umdanard, 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 and never did it. And as soon as I released my um, feature last week, I literally got on Betfair, put a few quid on him, and um, he came in, didn't he? And oh, that every, was very
1: sneaky. <laughs> every
0: every other tipster in the world tipped him up, and I'm absolutely distraught about it. But there's always next week. And we have to say, clearly, you know, the podcast we did last week was all about Wentworth. Paul Williams, he only came up with the winner and second place, your old mate Frankie Molinari. What, what a fantastic... Uh, a week for Paul Williams there, he, he hit with Alex Noren, whose finish at Wentworth was absolutely spectacular, and he also scored with Frankie Molinari, who finished sole second, so a great week for Paul.
1: I, it was a super week indeed, and I'm kind of, uh, in a horrible way, happy that Molinari didn't win, <laughs> yeah. because, because he'd been, he's been crushing my soul recently, So, um, but yeah, really good performance, and that's something else from Naren um, and shows what happens on a you know tough enough golf course when you set a good target. It makes it really difficult to chase down. I know we
0: have to crack on and talk about the Memorial Tournament this week, which, again, is always a highlight of the PJ Tour. But i just got to ask you quickly, what's your view on Alex Naren and do you think he can contend or even win a major this year?
1: Do you know what? Uh, after what he did last year, winning four out of 11 tournaments... Um, I think he's got a really good game, and that that golf course wasn't playing easy. And you know, I think it, it 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 proved its teeth. We thought it might go a little bit easier than that, but it ended up, you know, only one guy getting to double digits. So um. I
0: know, yeah. The breeze kicked up, didn't it? The breeze kicked up Saturday, and it became an absolute beast of a golf course. And yeah. those those greens were exceptionally fast as we thought they would be. I I think it was a better golf course. It was a better tournament for me
1: absolutely yeah well done to them with the changes um I'm sure they'll have a tweak or two to make after that week but um overall yeah that's a good success but
0: you just get the feeling with Alex he played well in the States didn't he the last couple of tournaments so he started to get his head round playing on the PGA Tour he's come yeah. back to the European Tour which is his homeland and we know that he plays so well in Northern Europe I wouldn't be surprised to see him win again this week in Nordia Masters. Um, and he, that 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 finish there was exceptional stuff, and I I just get the odd get a feeling that I'm not so sure about the U.S. Open, but the Open Championship I, you could really see Noreen going really well in that.
1: I, I think that feels like a, a little bit more suitable to him, the Open Championship. Um, mm-hmm. it, it surprises me that he can win on tree-lined golf courses because he fades the ball. Quite a substantial, um, you know, it's yeah. quite substantial left to right in his ball flight. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's really impressive that he can straighten that out on occasion. He's uh, finished,
0: I think he's finished in the top seven or eight already in an open, and he's got some very strong links golf course form. So you know, I think he's going to be a cracking bet for the for the Open Championship personally.
1: And you know what, he just gets, he does, in a higher quality field like a major, he will get overlooked by the bookies and he w- you might be able to sneak him at 50 or 66 to 1. Oh yeah, I'm sure, absolutely.
0: Right, let's crack on. Uh, the Memorial Tournament, we're recording this at Monday at 6.30 over here in the UK. Um, I've literally just released my betting preview at golfbettingsystem.co.uk um, this is going to be our last podcast before the US Open. We're not going to do one next week for the event that's down in Tennessee. But we will be pulling together our sixth episode, which will be the US Open, which is going to be played at Erin Hills. And again, you know, some of the performances we saw at Wentworth and at Colonial this week on very tough golf courses in tough conditions are definitely, definitely going to transfer across to the US Open at Erin Hills in a fortnight, but we'll talk about that another day. Memorial Tournament, of course, it's played at Jack's Place, which is Muirfield Village Golf Club in Dublin, Ohio. So it's the first time the PGA Tour has effectively visited the um, upstate golf in uh, America this year. Always tends to be the memorial which takes us into the northern states of America um, I'll just quickly go through the course details. Um, it's a 7,400-yard 7, par 72. So, you know, by modern standards, that isn't overly long and taxing these days. But um, the greens themselves are pretty much the star of the show. Of course, it's a Jack Nicholas design. Um, the, um, the fairways are fairly wide. It's a second-shot golf course because pretty much all of the par 5s are reachable to longer hitters. Um, so, you've got to be good with your hybrids and your long irons, but also there are quite a few short par fours. So, you've got to be decent, of course, with the wedge game and the short irons. It really is, and I know this sounds corny, but it really is an all round test. And one of the key statistics that you can see when you look across the past winners here and let me just run you through the winners. I mean, Justin Rose in 2010, Steve Stricker, Tiger Woods, Matt Kuchar. Um Hideki matsuama in 2014 you think oh man, these are really good players don't forget Rose's win here in 2010 was his first PGA tour title um Matsuama's win in 2014 was also his mate, uh, his maiden title and then we jump forward to the likes of David Lingmouth in 2015 and william McGurt now lingmouth was a five hundred to one shot and william McGurt last year was a two hundred to one shot even though he's had i think it was top four or five top tens preceding winning here but that does tell you a certain thing you really do need to be a, a, an all round golfer and I think for me this week I'm really really into proximity to hole and scrambling stats I, and I, I also think you've got to be an excellent lag putter and uh, just a good putter overall that, those are the kind of skill sets that I've been looking at this week just as an overview Um the greens themselves are bent grass greens, but they've also got po, um, or Poana within them. They're a mix now. And um, it's one of those tournaments that always attracts a very, very strong field. So you probably won't be surprised to hear that we've got Jason Day in town. He, he actually lives um, in the area, Jason Day. I didn't realise until a couple, uh, till last year that this is actually is um, home club, Jason Day. But we've got Dustin Johnson in the field, John Rahm, Jordan Spieth, Jason Day, Hideki Matsuama, Adam Scott, Ricky Fowler, Kuchar, Brooks Koka, Justin Thomas, and last week's hero, Kevin Kisner, Patrick Reed. It really is a high quality field. What, when you've watched this tournament in the past, what are your takeouts? I mean, it does throw up a whole mix of different players from, you know, David Lingmouth. Kevin Nahr's been in a playoff with Hideki Matsuama. Now, if you want two completely contrasting players, Kevin Narr and Hideki Matsuama, and they were in the same... I think they were in the same playoff together. Um, you know, it's this kind of golf course where any kind of player can seemingly, you know, compete, contend, and even win. What do you well, think, I Barry?
1: Did, that's just the beauty of the golf course and the design, that it is a fair it's a fair examination and multiple styles can compete and you just you like to see that on tour you know great the bombers they get their weeks where you know that is power hitting is a skill but i think i prefer to watch tournaments and to you know to, to gamble on tournaments where there's a bigger spread of who can contend, and I think the overall the guys on tour like that as well. And whoever gets around most skillfully with their skill sets mm-hmm. is going to be the winner at the end of the day. So, this this is a good test of your game. Um, you don't need to be a perfect driver of the golf ball. The fairies are generous enough, but. The rest of your game needs to really be sharp and on point to uh, to get yourself up there this weekend. Um, I think with a softer golf course, uh, you are going to have to roll in a few more birdies this week than you might ordinarily.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's one. Of, you know, it's a classical golf course, absolutely. So I'd put it in exactly the same category as a Torrey Pines, as an Augusta, as a Colonial that we saw last week. It's tree lined. the The fairways are really wide, so you you cannot be a complete. Um, numpty off the tee in terms of accuracy but you know it, it, they the, a lot of the interviews from the, the actual players themselves say that it really helps to be on the right side of the fairway on a lot of these holes otherwise you're facing a really difficult shot and they say that you cannot take liberties with the course basically because the green complexes are multi-tiered now if you can get onto the right tee where t- uh, the right tier where the hole is cut you're often faced with some very straightforward putts, and that's why birdies around here are more than a av- amenable. Av- Thing is, though, it's a it's a classical course. It has got teeth, and if you start short siding yourself and taking liberties with it, it will bite you on the bum. There's plenty of water on the course as well, so it's one of those ones where you said any kind of player can win. Even you know short players, no problem. Bombers can can compete. I mean, Dustin Johnson was only one shot off the lead or the victory here last year. Um Hideki Matsuama isn't exactly short, nor's Justin Rowe. So any kind of play can win here. But for me you've got to be accurate when you with your approach shots and you've got to be clever. You've got to know where to miss and you've also got to you've also got to be clever with your approach shots to get on the right tier of the greens. But I, I'm with you, Barry. I think because it's going to be soft and there looks like there's going to be some serious thunderstorm activity here. Uh, mid-Friday afternoon that's going to go on all night into Saturday. I think there's going to be disruptions at this tournament. You can see this going on, I don't know, some kind of thing where they might have to play 36 holes or something like that on Sunday. Uh, There's a lot of bad weather Friday, Saturday. But it's going to be a soft golf course and birdies are going to be very, very amenable. That's undoubted. Um, Where should we start this week? Uh, What players... In the at the top of the market are you interested or, or aren't you you know interested in in the likes of Johnson Rahm, Spieth, etc uh
1: great cases for all of them uh mm. Dustin Johnson is he ever going to play a bad tournament I don't know a bad tournament for him seems to be a top 15 which <laughs> me, which is disappointing these days you know, for the standard he's set mm. um John Ram, a couple of weeks ago looked like he might have been going off the boil, but there, there, there he was on uh, Sunday and missing a putt that would have forced a playoff. Uh, Jordan Spieth we thought, you know, again was falling off the face of the planet with a couple of missed cuts, but um, he's like a rubber ball, isn't he? Bounce back and cool. um, yeah, he's going to love this, you know, especially a putting challenge and he's got a new putter. There'll be a little bit of confidence from that. Um, it, it's amazing these guys are seeming. You know, the guys who were out of a little bit out of form, like Spieth and Ram. You know, just the last couple of weeks are starting to round back into form, and the U.S. Opens what less than three weeks away now. Um, as,
0: as is Jason Day, clearly with his second abs- at, uh, at TPC Four Seasons the other week.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So um, they their their preparations seem to be trending in the right direction, and it's you know it's tough to. Um, it's going to be tough to pick one of the the top guys because it's ten of the world's top fifteen here or something like that. So, yeah. how, how, how do you differentiate between them all?
0: Well, I look, yeah, you know I me. Mean, I love stats. I love looking at course links and everything like this. And the way, the way I summarise it, you, you couldn't. Dustin Johnson at six to one this week. Pretty generally available. You know, the guy's got a huge chance. Um, John Rahm, for me, Rahm is playing golf from the gods. Really, we don't. I, I don't think we're giving this guy. Well, we probably are. But what this guy is achieving in his first full season on the PGA Tour is immense. And I, in my preview this week, I've actually compared him to Jordan Spieth back in 2013. And Rahm is so far ahead, it is frightening. He's already ranked nine in the world. I mean, I was shocked by that this morning. He's ninth in the world already, and the guy's just a machine. And you could see that with his amateur career because he would win. He'd go somewhere else a week later. He'd win or finish second. He's just an absolute monster, and he's 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 transferred that straight across to the pro game. Very impressive. Um, Jordan Spieth, he's he's playing some fantastic. He played really well last week, and I think Colonial is you know it, you'd probably look at it and you'd say Colonial and Augusta are his two best golf courses. Um, the only thing I did note with Jordan last week, he was spreading the ball off the tee pretty wildly, and his greens and regulation numbers weren't exactly brilliant. But it, as per usual, it was his putter that got him through. Now, here, I don't know if that's going to be enough to, to get him to contend. I'm, I'm a little bit doubtful on Spieth, purely with his accuracy. And if you'd had the conversation with me last week about who I really fancied this week, I would have said to you, Jason Day, the only problem I've got with Day this week and it goes back to this proximity to hole. When you look at Jason Day, he, he can play well on courses that he can bully, yeah, with pure aggression and his pure putting and scrambling ability. And he readily admits it. He says in interviews about this place, I read one before last year, he said he struggles here because when it's not tournament week, he can bully the golf course because it's pretty soft and it's not that tough. And he takes lines off the tee that he cannot get away with in competition play. And he's rea- he says he really struggles here with lines off the tee being too aggressive off the tee. And he can't get the ball close enough, consistently enough, to be on the right tiers of the, of the putting surfaces. And you can kind of see that in his numbers. So to cut a long story short, I personally have gone for John Rahm this week. Two and a half points each way. Um, I just think Rahm. This course, I mean, the number that really got me with John Rahm was he's 25th in proximity to Hull. For the season to date, and that is pretty impressive. When you throw in the likes of second in par four birdie, uh, he's 14th in scrambling. His short game is fantastic. 38th in putting average. You know, this he's a he's a top top player, John Rahm. So yeah, you know, we can argue all day about value, and you know, is he is he value when compared to Spieth and Day at the same similar prices? But I, I I think Rahm is playing the best golf right now. So I'm going for John Rahm as opposed to Dustin Johnson. That that's
1: my call on. Yeah, it's a good shout I he's twice the price of Dustin. He's playing better than Speed than Dave, that's for sure. So um if he, if I tell you, if he learns how to put away tournaments um, or be a little bit more clinical at it, oh, he'll just oh, no. he'll be racking up victories. And if you, if
0: you if you look where he's done well as well, Barry, he's played well at Glen Abbey up in Canada. That that's a classical golf course. When he first turned pro, he almost won at Congressional, which is an absolute beast of a of a, of a classical golf course. It's hosted the U.S. Open. Um, he won at Torrey Pines. You know, classical as they come. Pebble Beach, he was fifth. All of these really traditional, classical, major championship golf courses, including Colonial last week, where you and I said it wouldn't suit him. He's far too long, far too aggressive. He almost wins the tournament with a putt on the final green to beat Kevin Kisner. But he can play anywhere, this guy. Really can. Very impressive. Very impressive. And they're all the first time, that this. the first visits to all of these courses. That's the amazing thing about it.
1: Yeah, maybe a small bit of ignorance is bliss and he's got the freedom. You know, there's, there's no fear or mental scarring built up on these courses that the other guys might have over the years. Cool.
0: Anyone else in the mid-range that interests you this week? So we're talking from Matsuama through to so I don't know, 50-60 to one? Um, it, it's, it, it's packed with big names. Packed with big names.
1: Big names. I The first one actually uh, probably the lowest, the shortest odds of the guys I'm going after this week is Ben Ann. Um, yeah, yeah, he's had a an eighth, a fifth, a twenty fourth in his last three events. He was eleventh last year. He has a good set of stats, and uh, he does not seem to have any problems mixing it with the big boys out there on tour. So, um, I think he's got a good shout of grabbing a nice place, and you know maybe going on to a win. He's got a he's got all the aspects of his game are pretty solid. So, Benon can be had for. Fifty, fifty fives in places. Yeah. So it's about how what how many extra places you want, and whether it's quarter or fifth of the odds. Um, have a little shop around for that one. That is the
0: beauty with this field because it's so top loaded. It's pushed out some players that we've seen at thirty three to one recently, right out to fifties and sixties. I mean, that yeah. that to me, that's that's the mark of a good tournament. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a bit of a whim on Ricky Fowler this week. I think Ricky could go well. He hasn't got a great record here, but on debut back in 2011, he finished second, so he can clearly get on with the course. And I often think with Ricky, it's motivation. He can't... I know it sounds bad, but I just don't think he can be asked half the time. But <laughs> if you look at his record, and um, again, I've... I've um, Gone into detail in the preview, which I'm putting below the screen. If you're listening to this, uh, the podcast clearly, I'm linking to this um, below, below the um, title on uh, pod, on Podbean this week. Um, and golf betting system, of course, is where where we house all of this info. Um, if you look at Fowler, when he does well in majors, he always plays really well the week or the appearance before. And I think if if um, if Butch Harmon's got anything into him, he he will have been saying to Ricky that a uh, in inland Lynx golf test up at um, up in um, Wisconsin in two weeks' time, where length off the tee and a real high ball flight, and if you and it really does looks like it does look like a Lynx golf course, I think it could be perfect for Ricky Fowler. You know, the U.S. Open this year at Erin Hills, bent grass greens. Um, and we know that he plays well by you know in, on a Lynx type test I think Harmon yeah. would have said that to him and said to him look you've really got to focus and if you can get some real momentum going at the Memorial and take that into the US Open and we know that when he takes momentum into majors he can be very very competitive. I, th- I can see Fowler going well this week. He's got a great record in appearances before major championships so that swung me on that one. Um, so, I'm going Fowler as well. And in the mid range, I'm going also for Bud Corley. Who, you know, we've been seeing him at 33, 35 to 1, which is too short. Yeah, I agree with that. He's available up to 70 to 1 this week. And I think the course will really suit Bud Corley.
1: That's staggering. He should not be that far out. Not not with the recent form he's been showing, he's been popping up with. Top fives, top tens, yeah. for the last while.
0: Before last week it was four top tens on the bounce, two of which were each way payouts, fifth places. And you're thinking sixty six to one, seventy to one? I, you know, and and uh, interestingly, you know, we've mentioned this already. Matsuama was a maiden here, so was Rose, so was Lingmouth, so was um um Mind Blank. Who was the guy that won last year? McGirt Yeah, McGirt all tour maidens. Bud caller Every you know, they all, you know. We all know that Cooling going to win at some time. I just think the course will suit him because he can scramble, he can putt, and if it's going to be a lower scoring of air, you know, 16, 17, 18 under in tranquil conditions and soft greens, I think that's perfect for calling, I really do. Right. Who 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 else goes after Ben Ann for you in terms of who you're backing this week, Barry?
1: After Ben Ann comes Brendan Steele. Oh yes, Brendan Steele.
0: He li- yeah. he, he likes a bit of bent grass with
1: Poiana. Really yeah, does. So he's he's rested. He's a couple of weeks off. Couple of weeks off after a sixth place finish. Mm. Um, he asked he his best finish here at Muirfield Village is twentieth, but that was last year. So I hope that's him trending into learning the golf course and learning how to play it and enjoying it. Yeah. Um, he is. He's what, 13th in strokes gained tee to green this year. Um, unfortunately, his putting, he's kind of mid-level putting. He's 87th in strokes gained putting, but if he can just get a nice week with the putter, the greens here are always very good, so that's going to help him get a bit of confidence, maybe. That little extra confidence, it'll help one or two more drop throughout the, uh, in each round and that could be the difference. You know, if he keeps the, the long game in good shape and gets the putter a little bit hot this week, uh, I think he'll go quite well.
0: I'll throw some stats at you for Brendan Steele. Thirty-first for par four birdie or better. Twenty-seventh for proximity to hole. Bring it on. And first—I was shocked by this. First for scrambling on the whole of the tour. No, that, those kind of numbers are absolutely perfect for Newfield. If he can have a good week with a putter, and we know that he loves bent grass, he also likes well, Poana. You know, that's he grew up in California. I think he could go really well this week. I think that's a cracking shout, Brendan. He? Smith.
1: and he's widely available at eighty to one, I which know. is yummy. Yes, please. As short as fifty
0: to one with Stan James and eighty to one, seven places each way with Coral. That's a cracking shout, mate.
1: Fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we won't be saying that Thursday afternoon when he shot an eighty-three, but uh, has happened
1: on many <laughs> occasions to many a golf punter. So hopefully not this week.
0: Uh um i'm next up for me i did i quite a few around this range but i've gone for two at bigger prices uh i can't believe that danny lee is a hundred to one with stan james six places each way um a quarter odds um if you know danny lee you know he's streaky you know he loves bent grass greens You know he loves soft golf courses, and when he's in, when he's, if you go back to twenty fifteen, Presidents Cup year, when he found form, he strung four or five, top five or six finishes together, all at upstate golf courses. So he loves playing upstate. I suppose it's Ben. It must, it must be something. I mean, a lot of it's kind of it becomes a little bit more European in terms of the sort of client, you know, just the way the golf courses play. And also, you know, anti- Antipodean as well. But Lee, a um, f- couple of top... Was he fifth at TPC Four Seasons? Sixth last week, uh, last week at Colonial. Yeah. And they were technical, tough golf, uh, golf tournaments in really windy conditions. Now now that it's going to be tranquil this week, relatively tranquil, um, and soft, and it's going to be more scorable, I think that actually plays even more to his strengths. So for me, Danny Lee at 100-1 is a cracking bet. And to finish off, on, on my side, I can't believe the price on this guy, but 125-1, to 1, six places each way with Skybet, on Scott Piercy, who loves Ben uh, Poana-Greens, absolutely loves them, loves soft golf courses, and he's as streaky as they come. I remember last year, second at the US Open, yes, yeah, second at the US Open, and then he went to Akron, went to Firestone. Again, bent Poana uh, Greens and finished second in the WGC there. He's that kind of golfer where he doesn't play well for very long. But when he's on form, especially upstate, get on board. So I've had a bit of 125 to 1 on uh, Scott Pearcy as well.
1: Lovely, lovely. Um, independent of you, although the listeners might not believe it, <laughs> but I also have Danny Lee on my list. Uh, it just seemed to make an awful lot of sense and uh, just rather than waste time running over the same reasons, they were for the reasons you uh, you had um, oh, that's good. just, you know at those odds after a couple of good performances you know, that's a, it's a great bet for me, uh, my last pick uh, which I can't believe he's this price, um, he's won at Riviera before, so there's the bent POA positive um, classical yeah, yeah, positive yeah. golf course yeah. it's Uh, He finished third a couple of weeks ago. It's James Hahn. Ah, yeah.
0: Yeah, James Hahn. He's a strange one, James Hahn, isn't he? But yeah, I I, I can see it. I can see it. I can can see it. 200 to 1 with Paddy Power.
1: 200 to 1 with Paddy Power. So he is... you know he he can he can either win it or he could be missing the cup by an absolute mile. But um, for a little cheeky bet at two hundred to one, I'm happy to take the punt.
0: Hahn is one of those players that can never ever put two contending performances together week on week in. Yeah, can't do that. But you don't forget as well. He won at Quail Hollow. Yeah. Now that's as classical as it comes.
1: So, yeah, 200 to 1 for uh, somebody with a, you know, a few stats pointing in the right direction, um, that's, that's a fun bet for me, you know, and a little bit of an outside punt.
0: Absolutely. I'll just quickly run listeners through the top 10 of this week's predictor model, if you don't mind, Barry, before we uh, say sayonara. Sure, um, yeah. I'm going to, you know, it's been in good form of late. 10 is Vaughn Taylor. 9 is Brendan Steele. Good luck. Eight is Jim Furyk, seven Jason Day, six Matt Kuchar, then top five is John Rahm, Webb Simpson, who I think struggles with Poana, I really do. Uh, Three is Kevin Kisner, two is Jordan Spieth, and one is Dustin Johnson. So that's the top ten. I think it's going to be a cracking tournament. I thank you for your time, Barry, as per always. Um, I think a few more trade secrets for the US Open are going to appear this week. I
1: really do. Uh, from the USGA?
0: Well, no, I'm talking in terms of players and their form and
1: uh-huh. greens in regulation and
0: scrum, what we what those players are going to need for Erin Hills in two weeks' time.
1: Yeah, well, but you know what? Here's a crazy link. Look out for the Irish link. Erin Hills. Erin is uh, an yeah. anglicised version of you know Ireland in, uh, in Irish, so You never know, an Irishman could come up there and do well. Shane Lowry played well in Wentworth last week. Could we come into a bit of form?
0: He hit a lot of greens last week as well, and that is a real prerequisite for the US Open. As As did our friend Brandon Grace, topped greens in regulation at Wentworth last week
1: yeah well he was okay when he was on the greens less so when he was in the bunkers <laughs> but we don't talk about that <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't spoil it no. right thank you Barry I
0: appreciate your time Just Cheers, um, Steve if you want to uh, pick up with Barry of course are you doing a podcast this week
1: probably not no James is still up the walls with work uh, he's cu- reaching his end of season with work so uh, but we will try our best to do it but if not we will have uh, a big show out uh, for the US Open Barry's available season break Of
0: course, Barry available at A Good Talk Golf. I'm available at Bamford Golf. And don't forget, golfbettingsystem.co.uk. The Memorial Betting Preview and Paul's um, Nordia Masters Preview will also be out on Tuesday. Thank you and uh, thanks for listening. Good night.